and welcome back to This Is Ugh. I'm your host, Georgia. How rude! Lee! And today, my co-host and very special guest is... Colby Cloudless, Colbonics, Coltrane, Bagavon the Boy, Brother Eleven Peters. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Even though I just heard that you even do a podcast 30 minutes ago, it's still an honor to be here. So what are we talking about today? I think that's your job as the host. <laughs> what are we talking about? Right now, we're just sitting closely on a couch together. But I think the idea is that we are going to talk. About something. Yeah. Wasn't it just about- It's a great song. <laughs> By the, um, I don't know the year it was released. I believe it was written by Paul McCartney. Actually, I think it might have been my dad's, in my dad's top 10 of Beatles songs, something. And I heard it for the first time when the Beatles released number one. It was all their number one hits. But I don't know if they were all actually number one hits, but it was an album called One. So we should look into that. That's the first thing. Like, let's get this podcast session started off right. Um, do we have anybody in the building that can check and see if all the songs on the Beatles album One, which was the remastered versions of their hits, were actually number ones? Nope, no one on set. I don't think there's anyone on set that can do that, so let's continue. So I was, I was saying, about two minutes ago, I asked you uh, if there was anything in particular, any subject, any topic you would like to bring up, and you said, oh, endless, infinite, all the topics, and now it's my decision? What are my choices? An infinite. All right, let's talk about the NBA. You know, you know what's funny? What's up? Whenever people ask me what the subject matter of this is, uh, is... You know what I say? Uh, what do you say? Everything except sports. Ah, uh, okay. So you pick okay. the one topic All right. that you is said, absolutely forbidden. You said I could talk about this, anything. On this podcast. Anything I've I want. I've literally never heard you talk about sports ever once in the, what, 10 years I've known you? Do you I know, don't think you've ever brought it up, Do you know but what, you're doing it right now. Do you know what the NBA stands for? NBA? Is this a genuine question? Yeah. NBA. Do you know what it stands I, if for? I, if I say what it actually stands for, you can make a joke. No, I'm just wondering if you National actually know. National Basketball Association. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. You said you knew nothing about sports, but you no, do I didn't, know what the NBA stands for. Wait, did I say I knew Wait, nothing? did you? No, I, okay. no, no, I no, said, no, 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 no. I said you said sports. that's the one topic. My yeah, bad. Yeah, that's the one topic I, apologize. I have no interest in talking about. With the I wasn't gaslighting. Mm, I'm going to let that one slide, but if it happens again... I didn't mean to get, wait, wait, I got to be politically correct in this era. I did not mean to gaslight you and know, say it happened when it didn't, but it was just, I thought. Wait, did you just try to gaslight me about gaslighting me? Let's talk did about, let's try, talk about that did term. You, did you just, yes, let's talk All about right, gaslighting. Let's talk about terms that people in society are using very loosely these days because Ooh. they just discovered them on the internet. Yes. I had this conversation a few weeks ago with a friend where I was like every year for the past five years, some psychological term became like the term of the year that everybody used. Five years ago, it was toxic. Four years ago, it was problematic. Gaslighting one year, narcissistic. Every year, there's some term that people are like, we're just going to use it for everything and have no idea what it actually means. Right. All right. Here's one that's been, as long as I've been alive, people have used the word crazy, mm -hmm. right? But they use it in so many different contexts. Some people use it in a good way. Like I went to this NBA game. It was crazy. What they're saying is like, it was magnificent. It was awesome. It was great. That's what, how they're using it. And then other people use the term crazy as in this person is crazy because insert whatever would falsely identify as another human as crazy. I don't know. Maybe they don't agree with something they're saying or they don't understand where they're coming from. And it's like, what is it actually? You know what I mean? Like, like where's the line drawn when it's like, no, you could use that word. I, but I also have another question. If you use that term today, 
because I recently, you know, I've been hearing about cancel culture cases. And is crazy one of them yet? If you say um, the word crazy and yes. somebody is quote unquote crazy, yeah, exactly. is the crazy community going to be offended? Wait, wait, hold on. You just, you just, you just tried to ask a legitimate question about the word crazy and then you label the community crazy. I know I did. I, did. I put like, well, you can't see because it's a podcast, but I put quotes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like the quote crazy end quote community. community. Okay. Like where, what community is that? Are the people in, if you want to street term insane asylums? right? Mental wards. If they were offended by the term, let's say CeeLo Green has that song, would that make me crazy? That make me crazy. Exactly. exactly. Is our cancel culture coming for CeeLo Green next? No. Okay. Why not? Um, well, you know what they say? What is it? 90% of the problems in the world are not what you say, but how you say it. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, I didn't know that saying, but I'm hearing well, it for the first time. I'm probably bastardizing and mixing up several different sayings and mashing yeah. them together. But you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So, generally speaking, if you use the word crazy and you're using it in a negative context to describe someone who does not actually suffer from mental health issues, fewer people are going to have a problem with it. Yeah. If you try to describe someone who has mental health issues, specifically if you know what they are, you know what the diagnosis is, you know what the symptoms are, and you're doing it with the intention to minimize and vilify them or to embarrass them or be condescending in some way, that's when people really get up in arms and go, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't use that word because context matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... What was the recent one? The recent one was, I think it was Beyonce. The word spaz. Yes. That was the recent one. Yes. And it's like, well, she obviously wasn't doing it to offend anybody. Right. But then it's sort of like somebody was offended. And then it unfolded as it did. But then you also have, let's say there's there's somebody diagnosed with some sort of mental illness or whatever. Is that politically correct to say they're, are they crazy? Because when, at that point, do you just say whatever their mental illness is. No, they're this or they're that. Does crazy blanket all of those things? What does classify the word crazy? Because that's the one that I've noticed so many people use. They go around throwing out that word like, oh, I knew this person, they were crazy. And then it's, this song is crazy. That's a different context. But even when I've heard people describing someone as crazy, is that what they're describing? Like a diagnosed mental illness? Or like, is it actually not? There's a really, really gray area with it all. Of course, and that's why life is not black and white, and that's why this whole revolution of quote-unquote... See, from now on, when you do the, the quotes, you have to say out loud, quote-unquote. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other ones, they're not going to know. Yeah. Um, the quote-unquote woke revolution we've had in the past really five years, but it's slowly been building over the past seven, eight years, into like, wait a minute, we need to be empathetic, we need to understand, we need to not just throw terms and labels at people and write them off and dismiss what they're going through, and acknowledging emotional and psychological abuse as abuse yeah. and manipulation. I think that it's not black and white. We don't just get to go to one end of the spectrum and say the word crazy is off the table in all situations because we want to make sure we never offend anybody ever again. Then That's not okay. What do you say to this then? Wait, wait, let me, fin let me finish. Okay. We also can't go to the other side and say 
everything is on the table we need to just let people speak how they want to speak speak their minds and if you get offended by something that's your issue and nobody has to cater to your feelings that's also not a world i want to live in because that then allows for abusiveness and we've lived in that world for too long so it's hard and it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of communication and that's why people don't want to do it that's why people dismiss anytime someone it's like, hey, can we, um, I just want to talk about this term. Just, it's a little, here we go, problematic. Can we just talk about it? One side goes, you complain about everything. You're woke. We don't need to talk about every single thing. Shut up. I want to say that word, go away. There's no interest in having a conversation or a dialogue because that takes work. And it requires people who think differently to interact with each other. And things can go very wrong very quickly. With that being said, go on. My response to that is what do you say to this? Quote, if you're going to be my baby, it don't matter if you're black or white, end quote. I'm not sure what that has to do specifically with the term crazy and how people respond to it, but I don't have much of an opinion on the quote itself outside of the context of it being in a Michael Jackson song, but with the surrounding context of who Michael Jackson was as a person and how easy it is to take all of the stuff that we know and don't know about his personal life in context. I'm not going to state an opinion on that song lyric outside of context, just looking at that song without the person attached to it. I think it's a good line. Okay, next topic. Are we done with this one? Is it over? Did we, did Thanks we, for tuning in, everybody. Did we explore, that was a. Uh, did we explore every corner of this topic, or are you just is your is your undiagnosed ADHD just flitting you off into a direction? <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. It's mm-hmm. been a great time. And, 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 uh, and by by the way, I have no uh, status or certificate to diagnose anyone, which is why I specified that it was undiagnosed, even though that means my opinion is that you check <laughs> off you, my opinion. My, my unprofessional opinion is you check off a lot of boxes yeah. for ADHD and other neurodiversity. I consider myself also to be neurodiverse. Neurodiversity is a huge umbrella and there's lots of us under it. But I just want to make sure I don't want to get canceled because when you armchair diagnose someone, it's a problem. All I'm saying is... I've noticed some interesting behavior patterns over the past 10 years that I've known you. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So let's uh, speak in layman's terms. <laughs> to anyone who's listening, Georgia thinks that I have ADHD. Mm-hmm. That's, I, yeah. that's basically what she's trying to say. I do suspect that you could possibly, potentially, at some point, if you were to go to a professional, be diagnosed with ADHD. If you chose to. Yeah. And I suspect that we could almost, I'm not going to say every single person on the planet, but I mean, let's just say you could take nine out of 10 people in and we could give some kind of a label to them. And my whole thing is just like, that's cool. I think personally, a lot of diagnosis that's out there in the world does more harm than good, personally. What do you think about that? How do you weigh in, Georgia? The first thing I'm going to say is I personally believe that psychology is an ever-evolving soft science. It's hard sciences, chemistry, biology. Psychology is in psychiatry or soft sciences, right? Do you prefer hard or soft-served? Ice cream? I prefer (laughs) soft-served science. What do you like? Do you like hard science or (laughs) soft-served science? She blended me with science. What's your preference? Ooh, I like a medium. <laughs> I like okay. I like it somewhere in between. Okay. I actually think that 
I guess this is kind of akin to the unifying theory that we haven't been able to find in, in the hard science of cosmology, the grand unifying theory that allows gravity to fit in with the other scientific quote-unquote theory, which yeah, means yeah. it's real and we have evidence for it, and with quantum physics and regular physics and, it, and gravity and it all comes together. I want to say there was probably at some point science is going to figure out psychology and so it will be incorporated into hard science, but we ha- we're not there yet Okay. because we're all organic matter. We're all biology. Well, okay, physically speaking, on this plane of existence, we're all biological creatures and there is a reason for everything that we do, including all of the emotional stuff all of that is biology on this plane let me say specifically within context of on this physical 3d plane it is biology and it has an explanation so i do believe at some point it's all gonna be hard science but go ahead we are all biological creatures do you think that should be the line of the song uh the the al green song let's get it on do you think it would be an accurate statement if we went back and changed the words we are all biological creatures I don't think it would be as poetic or as attainable to the masses, but I myself would appreciate that line. But I'm, I'm a special person. We are all beautiful people. That's the actual line. Yeah, very poetic. We are, all, are we all beautiful people, though? Are we all beautiful people or are we all biological creatures? Why does it have to be either or? Are they mutually exclusive? Well, if we were going... All right, let's just say we wanted to be politically and scientifically accurate which line would you write in the song we are all beautiful people or we are all biological creatures it depends on what the song that i'm writing is about because both of those lines well the song would be about what the song is about which is another question what is the song let's get it on about sex (laughs) i don't i can never tell if you're asking me a trick question or not I don't know how to answer those questions. Let's get it on. Well, let's let's go over the possibilities of things the song Let's Get It On could be about. Okay. Because it could be about that, right? Because art, we can, we can interpret art or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So we could also interpret that song many different ways. Like how? Let's get it on. Maybe it's tip-off at an NBA championship game seven. Let's get it on. We're all beautiful people. We're here in this moment. It's a beautiful thing to compete for the championship of the National Basketball Association. You know what I mean? Let's get it on. I think that's also said in professional boxing matches. Are you ready? Let's get it on. Is the referee saying, is that what he's implying to the to the boxers? Let's get it on. Let's make love. In boxing, don't they say, let's get ready to rumble? I think they do. So it's not, it's not exactly let's get it on. Oh, maybe. Okay, okay. Am I misquoting? Yes. Am I going to... Oh, dude. Somebody's going to cancel me. I know it. We're going to hear from the Professional Boxing Association. Possibly. I'm not ruling that out as a possibility of getting a letter if this podcast airs from... Oh, the podcast is going to air. I just don't know if anyone's going to (laughs) care. The podcast is going to air, but I don't know if anybody's going to care, right? No, but what if this is the podcast that gets us both canceled? Will it have been worth it? Don't you have to be someone before you get canceled? Can you get canceled as a nobody? I mean, okay, technically, yes. You can, if you're you're being a Karen and and recorded on YouTube or TikTok, yes, you you can be canceled as a nobody. But I work for myself, Kate. Nobody fire me but me true so nice all right next topic <laughs> i don't know if we finish this one either but sure this is your episode episode there is a song called the next episode that came out and it was on the second dr dre chronic album the chronic too the next episode but what was the hook of that song what was the next episode i can't remember was that da, 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 da. was that no, that no. one it was hold up mm-hmm. hey, hey. 
Run around until the next episode. Nice. Anyway, guys, wait. Smoke weed every day. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. That one. Okay. Yeah. I remember, yeah. so something I've been thinking about is like, I was thinking of artists that in today's culture, obviously in my opinion, but it's like some of the greatest art that I've experienced in my lifetime wouldn't even be released in the culture we're living in. It would be canceled. Jamie Foxx has an entire movie that is filmed and edited and ready to go. Years ago, it was filmed and he won't release it. Because of the state of society. Because of quote unquote cancel culture. Right, right, right. I remember one of my favorite uh, shows of all time, Black Mirror, during the pandemic, I believe was getting ready to release another season but this is one of those things it wasn't because of cancel culture like this i think i read an interview and the creator was just saying it's like the show is really i guess i've heard people describe it as heavy it's a lot to think about Mm -hmm. and what he was saying was because of like the nature of the world it's like not the time to put it out that's different that's not because of cancel culture or anything i feel like that was maybe a a great move but it's interesting that what you're saying about the jamie fox i think of like the one artist i think of who i consider to be one of the greatest hip-hop artists of all time is eminem People were coming after him the entire time. When he like hit the mainstream and really, really rose to fame and became extremely popular, he was a controversy like basically the entire time. And I'm just imagining, you know, people were trying to like cancel him back then before cancel culture. But now I feel like cancel culture is a little bit more powerful. So I wonder, I'm wondering, would that have even happened? You know what I mean? If Eminem came out today with the content he did, would we even know about it today? I'm going to go out on a limb in another universe, in, in the multiverse, where Eminem's career started 20 years later. I'm going to go on the assumption that he's so different and so unique and so interesting and such a breath of fresh air. An entire generation of music listeners and kids, really, because I was a kid when he came out. I was 15 when Hi, My Name Is came out. And I am many years older than that now. Yeah. I think... He was so influential and so different. I do think we would know about his music. I do think, unfortunately, people who don't necessarily have society's best interest at heart would stand behind him. I think he would have a harder time separating himself from people who do actually have hateful views and who do genuinely want to take rights away from people. I think he'd have those people standing behind him because people are fucking crazy now and are very open with their craziness in a way they weren't 20 years ago. So 20 years ago, he could use words that if he were to use today, the Proud Boys would be behind him. And he'd have to be like, hold on a second. I just wanted to do music, but now I have to like make statements about who I am and who I'm not. And he didn't have to do that 20 years ago. He could just be like, it's just music chill the fuck out relax and people would be like oh okay and he was on stage with elton john he has the f word all throughout his early music and elton john got it and was like i know that's not who you are and i'm going to be on stage with you so today i think he would still be out but he would have to do so much more work to distance himself from genuinely terrible people how do you feel about that well this is how i feel about the topic in general I feel like art is expression. So this is the thing. Obviously, it's, it's you know, if you're purposefully just trying to make something hateful towards someone else, I don't, I'm not for that. But art is expression. So, like, I don't think that art should ever be censored. Like, I don't, because I don't think you should have to censor your expression. But I guess there's a fine line to walk between that because 
somebody could just say, no, well, this is my art. This is really how I feel. And it maybe it actually is like extremely offensive, but I don't know. You know, that's, that's one of those things. that's like, it's tricky to. No one's saying that anyone's art has to be censored. Yeah. There's very, very few situations in which the government would step in and censor your art. You can make a business decision to that, and that's what Beyonce did. She made a business decision yeah, to yeah. censor her art. That yeah. was she chose, and she could have chosen not to do that. She's yeah, powerful yeah. enough to be like, "Nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm gonna still have my fans. Y'all need to go to therapy and figure your triggers out." Yeah, she yeah. chose not to. That's what I remember back in the day hearing Eminem say when people would ask in interviews when they would question him about what he was saying. Many times he would say, "This is art. This is expression." And I, another person that used to always get asked a similar thing was Quentin Tarantino. Right. Always like that was a thing to the point where he would, I believe at some point he said, I'm not answering the question anymore. Like I've yeah. answered a billion times. You are, you guys already know how I feel like, why are your films so violent and blood? And, and why do you love the N word so much? Like you oh, love it, that word. This is the thing. I think that there are words that are like explicit or art that is shocking. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it does really drive home an emotion, which is like what you're trying to express. You know, and it's kind of like, that's, that's the age old tale. It's like, to me, that was always what was so interesting about movies and art and songs. It was like that you could go somewhere beyond the physical world we live in. And you could talk about things and use imagination. And so Disney has done that over the years. You know, they've created worlds, universes, and things that you could, you know, you might not experience in your everyday well, they stole a lot of them and then revamped them just enough to then copyright and trademark them. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get right. what you're yeah. saying. I feel like that element is a huge factor in what makes art interesting in the first place. Controversy? Not controversy. Not necessarily controversy. Just no, like the bend to the imagination. Physically looking at something that you would not see in real life. And traveling, you know what I mean? In your mind to a place you wouldn't actually go in this physical realm, right? Quote unquote, real life. You know, and that's the whole thing that is kind of like, it expands your imagination. You feel like that's something that's like really, really exciting. And it's kind of like, we could find a lot of those elements in a lot of iconic movies. And there are like, there are uh, art, you know, like say even illustrations or paintings that are so realistic, they're incredible. But we have the ability to like basically we could draw a person with six arms. Yeah, have we have you ever seen a person with six arms? But no, with complete functional, more than two arms, no. But I've seen some stuff. I'll watch science programs. Okay. I watch medical programs. I've seen some stuff. Okay. Have you ever seen I forget what they're called, but look half man, half horse. Centaur? Centaur. Have you ever seen a centaur in real life? You just said the right word and then you said it wrong. <laughs> what is right that? Now, you senator. Just said senator. I'm like senate as a senator that's also a senator, a senator. What is the word? You said it right the first time, senator. Now you're saying center, like center for disease control. <laughs> center of the centaur. universe. Centaur. Okay, a centaur. Let's take that. Let's I'm getting, just take... I'm getting my Virgo in your Aries. No, it's all good. It's all good. Centaur, like let's let's talk about that. Like let's just say that for example, right? That's just just to make an example of what I was what I was saying is that has anyone ever seen a centaur in real life? Have you, like, have you? Define real life. That's what, okay. Three, well, that's three, topic. 3D waking, yeah, yeah. non-hallucinating, non-sleepwalking, non... Okay. Is that what you mean? Have you, have you Me, ever personally? seen a centaur... In real life. ...in front of your face, in the physical realm? No. Okay. Now, if you did see a centaur, say you went out in the neighborhood and you saw a centaur... I don't think you would just be like, oh, okay, that's whatever. You wouldn't probably no. have a casual reaction to it. You'd no. be like, 
whoa, it would be like so I was, interesting yes, I was, that it's there. But I would also want to make sure I wasn't hallucinating. So I'd stop what I was doing, walk over to it, try to touch it, try to get my smell it, try to get all my senses involved and make sure okay. that I'm not hallucinating. Okay. And if I was able to sense it, I guess I probably shouldn't lick a centaur if I... <laughs> <laughs> so if I could see it, if right. I could touch it, if I could smell it, don't taste it. And what's what am I missing? What's the fifth one? Hear, if I could hear touch, it. Hear, hear. hear. It. Yeah. If I could also hear it. If I could do those four things, and then if I happen to have my cell phone on me, also break, break out the cell phone, because now we got these magical things in our pockets that provide us with evidence, and then we're able to film it, and then film myself touching it, you know, and... Maybe try to look up its butthole and make sure, you know, because <laughs> if it don't have a butthole, it's not real. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> it's somebody, you know, someone would be in a comment, show us its butthole. It's not real. Yes. Then I could be like, OK, this was this actually happened. But I, I'm, I'm an evidence gatherer, evidence collector. If listeners take away one sentence from this entire <laughs> podcast, I hope it's that one. If it don't have a butthole, it ain't real. Exactly. <laughs> so. On that topic, that are clouds not real? Or do clouds have, you know what I mean? <laughs> do clouds have butthole? Yeah. Yeah, um, where the rain comes from. <laughs> so, rain centaur. is just cloud poop. But, so we see, well. Pee, cloud pee. Centaur. If you saw a centaur, this is, this is kind of what I'm saying. Because you've never seen it in your existence, seeing it for the first time would be, unre- it'd be like, you would, exactly what you said. Is this real? This is crazy. That right there, like that element is a lot of what I think makes art interesting. Because when you're making art, you can make a centaur. You can visually bring it together in a movie. I mean, you could, for all intents and purposes, yeah, you could have a song and describe the details of hearing and smelling, seeing, touching, whatever. A whole song, if written effectively, could give you the experience of encountering centaur. And for those reasons, because it would never, we would think it would never happen in the physical realm, right? In your existence. Well, it hasn't. It gives it this, like, I feel like it's a natural interest of mankind to, extra. if an extraterrestrial showed up in the yard right now, it wouldn't be like, okay, that's no big deal. It'd be like, oh my gosh. Like everybody in this neighborhood would probably be like texting the neighbors and getting their names like, oh my, are you guys seeing this? Like, are we losing our minds? Like, it would be like, wow, 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 wow. What I could simply say is there'd be adrenaline rushing. There's excitement. It's happening. It's, it would be an event. And that sort of thing of taking your, your mind there through art, I think is how I always understand when Quentin Tarantino says, yeah, I'm not promoting violence by making blood fly across the screen, but it's more interesting. It's more entertaining when you see blood from his artistic interpretation literally shoot across the entire screen or maybe say shocking things. It's more like attention grabbing. And he utilizes those elements, you know? Like there's, I don't know, you know, everybody could utilize them different. Eminem said shocking things. I think a lot of people, depending on who you are, depends, like everybody would be shocked by different things. But many things that Eminem said when he was first coming out, I remember like parents were like, what? What did he say? You can't, you can't say that. Like, da, 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 da. But what I always looked at it as, I felt like it was very, he did it in a very impactful way. Mm-hmm. Like whatever he was saying, he might've been talking about something he wouldn't do in actual real life, but what he's describing is anger. He's using that the song, 97 Bonnie and Clyde. I loved that song like as a kid and I always felt wrong for, list, almost like guilty for listening to it. But it was like artistically, I just loved it. And it was like, what's the song about? The song is about, do you know the song, 97 Bonnie and Clyde? Mur- murdering his, uh, his kid's mom. Yeah, Kim. 
and then kind of explaining it to his daughter. Like that's what's going on in the song. It's kind of like, whoa, like that's that to me was shocking, even it being a kid. And I liked it, but I'm like, wait, it's you know what I mean? It was kind of like, how was I supposed to feel about it? But somewhere instinctively, I'm like, you know, it's not like he's doing that in real life. Well, obviously, she's alive. He didn't do that in real life. It's just, but it was an expression of like his anger. That's what it was. Right, right, yeah. Like that's he's, he was releasing the anger through the song. And yeah, like taking it to like this other level because in a song or in art, you can do that. You can, that's what I'm saying, you can take the listener somewhere to help them feel whatever the feeling is you're trying to portray. So that's my thing. And it's kind of like everybody's art is like authentic to them. And so it would be different. So not every single person would authentically do these shocking things. But I kind of feel like if it is you, if that authentically is you, like that's actually like what's oozing out of your soul is that expression. That's what I would say. Like that's how I express myself. Like Gary Vaynerchuk. Are you familiar with him? No. Okay. He's a social media influencer. And I think it's safe to say a lot of people really listen to him and what he says and he cusses. So he speaks to people and he he cusses. And that's like the thing that always gets me is I feel like he delivers such powerful advice, life-changing advice to so many people. I feel like he's helped so many people. And then you get other people that are like, yeah, why do you cuss? And it's just sort of like, wait, are you not under, like, are you not seeing what's happening? Are you not seeing all of the people that he's impacting in a positive way? He cusses and he'll say, that's how I express. That's what I'm trying to say. It hits harder when I say those words. It's like using an exclamation mark. Some people use an exclamation mark. Some people just say a quote, explicit, end quote, word. And in doing that, it helps drive the point home. I side with that. I get it because it's like, yeah, it can be impactful to do these things if executed uh, effectively. And then there's the other side when you're just literally just saying the F word for no. It's not It's not benefiting the emotion. Gratuitous. You're saying it. It's gratuitous. Yeah. It doesn't really have any impact. And for that, it's like you don't really need to be. That's a whole other topic because a lot of things in the world are just there and just happening. And it's like, what greater purpose are they actually serving? So something I want to circle back on. I feel like we're doing actually a good job. Staying on topic, it's kind of three topics swirling each other, but we're doing a good job of staying on all three of them. And one of them that we mentioned a little bit earlier that I wanted to share my opinion on is the N-word in art. And all of the, especially the past couple of years, because we've been getting more woke and yada, 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 about both artists, both of color and not of color, saying the n-word in their art using the n-word in their art and the audience both of color and not of color repeating the n-word in that art and whether or not there should be allowances given for that what the arguments are on both sides of that i'm very interested in hearing and i also have my own opinions so oh why don't you go first why don't you go first? Okay. I wasn't expecting you to just throw it back to me, but sure. So here's kind of the backbone of what I think a lot of... Okay, actually, no. You know what? I'm going to specifically talk about something that happened a few years ago. And I happened to hear about it for the first time on... What's Charlemagne's morning show? The Breakfast Club. I believe... Great movie, too. All white people in that movie, too, by the way. <laughs> just had to bring that up bunch of white people and their white people problems bunch of rich ass even the poor person had rich ass white people problems so Charlemagne the god basically gave i believe oh i want to say kendrick lamar i'm sure if it wasn't him someone will correct me it was a black rapper who had had a concert over the weekend 
and was singing a song that had the n-word in it i think someone counted 42 times in that song afterwards someone had counted the number of n-words in the song and he brought up a concert goer on stage a white woman to sing the song <laughs> the song with 42 n-words in it <laughs> And for some reason, he, I guess his expectation was, I don't have to tell this white woman to not say the N-word in my song out loud into this microphone in front of these thousands of people. I don't have to explain that to this white woman that I bring up on stage. I'm just going to give her the microphone and let her sing the song to the music. Sounds like a Saturday Night Live it skit. It really, it really just, you know, it's just like, how did you expect this to go? Did you really think this through? No, he didn't, clearly. Because his he did not voice his expectations and she didn't know his expectations. So she sang the song as the artist wrote it. And he stops her and takes the microphone and he's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. And she's like, oh, did I say it? Sorry. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just, mm, don't, you know, mer, mer, right? So, of course, it starts a whole thing. Half the people are on her side. Half the people are on his side. Half the people are like, it's only for black people. And some brown people will be given permission. <laughs> and some people are like, it sh- it's not for anybody. Nobody should say it. And some people are like, if it's in the song, what the fuck do you expect? So Charlemagne gave this artist donkey of the day and he gave it with a caveat. He said, you brought that white woman on stage and asked her to sing a song with the N word in it that you put in that song. You created this situation. You were a hundred percent in control of this situation and you fucked up and you made a bad decision for that person. With that being said, she also should have known to not say the word. <laughs> so. I was, that's a really, really, really <laughs> tough situation to be in and a tough call. It, like, it really is because on so many levels, I don't know if for me personally, I would have not said it, even oh. if I was singing the song, like when I yeah. was a kid and there was like bad, even like explicit words of any kind in songs, I would just self edit them. Even when you were alone? Is there a difference oh, between man, when you're alone think. and when there are people watching you and recording you? I have you? to think back. I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of a song like. I'm going to just go ahead and say no. I don't know anyone who would censor themselves in that way while they're alone. Yeah. Unless they're quote unquote vegan about the N-word. Unless they're, unless they're real committed, overtly and outwardly committed to never, ever, ever saying the word purposefully and with intent. That's the only time I could imagine someone censoring themselves when they're all alone enjoying a song. Or they just only listen to the censored radio edit and then they don't have to worry about it. They just only learn the words, all of the censored words in in the radio edit, and it's not even an issue. So here are some of the arguments, the specifics of the arguments. And I think it's a very rich and deep conversation that came up from a very stupid situation. I am of the opinion that while an artist should not be censored in the art they make is up to them. And that's what this particular artist, I think, and other artists came to his defense when people said, well, what do you expect? You don't want this white woman to say the N-word, but you put the N-word in your art. If you don't want white people saying the N-word, don't put the N-word in your art. And their argument was, I'm an artist. Don't tell me how to create my art. And I agree with that. However, the flip side, you're only seeing it from the artist's perspective. As someone who also consumes music as an audience member, consumes music in all other forms of art. Don't tell me how to consume your art. You can't tell me how I should interpret what you create. You Once you are done and you put it out, it no longer belongs to you. You can't tell me what to do with it. 
outside of legalities and stuff like that. You can't tell me how to consume your art, just like I can't tell you how to create your art. So if you genuinely don't want, if you're going to discriminate against your audience and say, this group of people as a part of my audience are allowed to use my art in this way, and this other group of people, you're not allowed to use my art that way. You have to use it in the way I tell you to. It don't work like that, buddy. First of all, it's not feasible, it's not possible. But even if it was possible, would it be right? I don't think so. Don't belong to you anymore. That's a really, really interesting topic in itself because I've found myself with friends talking about that exact thing of when you create something. Because I think a lot of times we all, I'll just use myself for example, not as much now, but in the past, I would create something and sort of in my mind be like, all right, this is how people are going to see this, this song or whatever, this is how they're gonna take it. You know, this is what the song means. And this is like what they're going to see in it. And then you put the music out. And once it gets to enough people, it's, it's very clear that it's like, it's rarely ever worked that way, ever. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, that was the whole thing. I remember Elliot and I, my younger brother, um, Elliot, the main songwriter from Elliot and the Evening News, talking about oh, what was going on. Because we had a video on Facebook that got out there pretty, pretty well, over 300,000 views. <laughs> and it was basically like, when we saw it, what people we're like figure like what is it like what is, what are people seeing in the song why do they love it and then furthermore we would like as we were just seeing what people how they were interpreting the music in general we we're like oh my gosh i think we came to the conclusion most people hearing it and liking it really were not catching a lot of the intention of the music and at that point it used to be like wait like well, da, 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 da. like they're not getting it and I, it's not just i've seen a lot of artists get into that it's like people are not understanding this and that and i was always like well once it's out there it's what you're saying they could like it for literally miss all the depth and literally just like some surface element that's there and like what are you gonna tell somebody no you have to catch all of my hidden meanings and messages and all of my cleverness and da 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 that's why you should how you have to like the song it's like no you can like it however you want you can listen to it it's it becomes that's the nature of art you put it out there right and it's whatever it means to the person listening not everybody creates art with that in mind though yeah yeah totally but it but it is interesting that's how i look at it now it's like it'll become what is this song well x amount of people like a number of people have to hear it and then it will take on its own thing like you'll see what it's going to become in the world and it might not be what you intended. And that goes both ways. That could be for better, that could be for worse. You know, it can go both ways. But um, that just comes back to the quote from Jurassic Park, life finds a way. I'll let you have that one. I thought you were gonna be like, they were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. But that wouldn't have made any sense either. So <laughs> it's just the best quote from, from the franchise. Um, A deeper question about this particular topic, which we're not going to get into right now, but it's a tangent specifically to this particular word, is whether or not anybody should be saying it. That is a topic for another day, but it comes up a lot. Well, we wouldn't be having this problem if nobody used the word. True. I mean, you're not wrong, but also people are using the word. We didn't create the word. Y'all created the word. I don't know where you're from, where your family's from in particular, but y'all created the word. We just reappropriated it for our own purposes and for our own creativity and devices. And then other people started using it. But that's neither here nor there. Right on. (laughs) At the rate we're going, at the rate cancel culture is going, 
in a hundred years, what are we even going to write songs about? You know what I mean? Like, I've got a song coming out on September 9th called Divine Is Me. And it's essentially about encountering a higher dimensional being. Is that going to offend somebody out there? You know, like, is somebody going to be offended if that song gets big enough? And now we can't sing about encountering extraterrestrials or... You know, the there were two songs I can think of back in the... Ooh, I don't want to give a decade because I know it's going to be wrong. I want to say 90s. One was What If God Was One Of Us, Just A Slob Like One Of Us. I love that. People I used were, to love that song. They were up in arms about that. But Joan Osborne, I think. Uh, sounds right. Yeah. Uh, nose Ring, maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Her and also Tell Me All Your Thoughts On God. Yeah. Because I'd really like to meet her. Yeah, uh, people don't like that line at all. Right? Oh, I didn't even, I never realized that was, it says her. Her. I didn't know, I never realized that. Her. That First song. of all, back then people were like, um, excuse me, God is a male. Yeah. And today people would be like, excuse me, excuse me. We don't know what gender God is. I was just going to say, today <laughs> people would say, excuse me, God is a them. God is they them. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, is that coming next? That's my question. Is that coming next? Probably. But the real question is, like, does anybody even know anyway? Not First of all, this is assuming God, the, the particular version of God that you believe in exists, I- exists exactly. is real and is the version of God. And there's no other yeah, versions of, course. of God. Of course. There's a whole lot of assumptions that need to be made. There's a, the assumption of what gender, how, how do we know there, just because there are two biological sexes on this planet, maybe there are, and, and uh, whether or not you agree with this. Oh, God, I don't want to say two genders. Some number of genders other than one. Some greater than one number of genders. <laughs> and two biological sexes. And yes, I understand that uh, you can have differences of sexual designation, differences of sexual development. Uh, but when I say the word sex, I mean whether or not you have a Y chromosome. That's all I'm saying. If you have or do not have a Y chromosome, that's what I'm defining as the two sexes. I understand that there's different ways chromosomes can come together. You can have three. You can be missing one. But I'm just trying not to offend anybody when I say that. I watch science programs. I understand a little bit about this stuff. Not a lot, but a little bit. But yeah, who's to say that God is a gender that we would recognize or a sex that we would recognize? Or who's to say that we're made in God's image? Who's to say that God isn't a flying spaghetti monster? Like, you know, why, why do we assume that it is a man or a woman or looks like us or has this skin tone or ha- whatever? Like, how do we know? How do we know God doesn't look like, uh, ooh, spoilers. I want to, I honestly, I really want you to watch Nope. I really want you to watch Nope because what if God looks like what's going on in Nope? You know? Well, I don't know because I haven't seen the show, but I get the point that you're making. Not show, film. Oh, film. Yeah, I haven't seen the film, so I don't know specifically, but I get the point that you're making. And I also, I live by this, what I'm about to say. You know, if there's a possibility, even a possibility, you know what I mean? If there's something that is unproven and there's a possibility that it exists or could be this way or that way, I'm open to exploring it. So when you said flying spaghetti monster... Like, I'm not ruling that one out. And why do we call it Flying Spaghetti Monster? Why don't we call it Flying Lomain Monster? You know, lots of different cultures have noodles. Flying Cookie. Flying Cookie Monster. Why can't God just be a flying cookie? Uh man. Well, guys, it's been, it's been real. It's been an absolute honor being on the uh, podcast here with Georgia Lee. What's the name of the podcast? This is, uh... <laughs> Say it with a little more disgust. This is, uh... Say it with exasperation. Is it This Is A Podcast? 
What's U the full name? UGH. This is uh, and then there's just a. Oh, it. this is uh. Oh, that was perfect. That's what you've been saying this whole time. What do you thought, think I was I saying? thought you were saying this is like U H H H H. Uh. Oh, U H H H. Question mark. Not yeah, yeah. not U G H. Uh, exclamation. I see. Point. I get it now. This is uh. Perfect. Nice. I like it. Guys, it's been an honor being on here. This is your boy Colby Cloudless, Colbanus Culture, and Bagabon the Boy, Brother Eleven Peters, signing off. I've been Georgia Lee. Next time on This Is A, I'll be back with somebody. We'll see if it's Colby Peters or not. Later. Peace.